Hey, Fangirl Nation, it's 49ers Fangirl here with another episode of Fangirl Talk. Our Jaguars Fangirl, Stephanie, was not able to join us today, but we are very lucky and have two other Fangirls joining us today. We have Brianna, our Patriots Fangirl, and Megan, our Saints Fangirl with us. Hello, ladies. Welcome to the pod. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having us. I'm so excited. Oh, absolutely. We are going to talk some football. We only have a few weeks left in the season, and all eyes are starting to look at the playoff picture. Uh, Obviously, your teams are going to be integral to the playoff picture. Uh, Megan, I would say it's, it's a fair assessment that the road to the Super Bowl will probably go through New Orleans um, unless they end up losing one or two more games they would break the tiebreaker with the Rams having beat them Uh, and Brianna I think it's also fair to say that there's a high likelihood you know the road to the Super Bowl will probably go through Kansas City it could potentially go through New England but uh, either way obviously New England is going to be a very integral part of the playoff picture Uh, So I want you girls to talk about it. Megan, let's start with the Saints. Big game coming up Thursday against the Cowboys. I think, obviously, the Cowboys will be very overmatched, but it's one of those games that you just kind of never know. Yeah, I agree. Uh, This Thursday will be a huge test for us. Obviously, the Cowboys are they're playing really well. They're on a great streak. And for us to go into Dallas will definitely be a test for us. But we've performed well, obviously, thus far this season and especially on the road. Um, but I'm excited for this game. Um, as far as the playoff picture, I think we could win out the rest of the season, but in all reality, that's not always feasible, especially towards the end of the season. If we start resting starters, um, there's a chance we could lose one or two of those. The Steelers will be a huge matchup for us. And so one of those Panthers games, especially uh, the last week of the season, but it's, you know, it's exciting times in New Orleans. I love seeing what people have to say about the playoffs and about, the success of our team. We've had some ups and downs, but I'm really liking um, the momentum we have right now. And speaking of ups and downs, Brianna, um, (laughs) your team has been through ups and downs, but you know, in in a lot of ways, it feels like the Patriots thrive on that. (laughs) Like ups and downs is sometimes really helps them out. Um, But talk a little bit about your team. I, Personally, think the talk of Brady's arm being done is overly exaggerated. But oh, absolutely, your thoughts. It's um, it's been a very strange, honestly, twelve months up in New England after um all the rumors that there was this whole rift between the organization with Belichick and Brady and Kraft, and then losing the Super Bowl, and all the rumors that Gronk was going to retire and Brady's going to retire. And now we're sitting here eight and three, started the season very shaky. Um, It's just, it's been very strange to see because there are times where you look at this team and you're like, okay, what the heck is going on? You have one, arguably the best quarterback ever under center. You've got the best tight end who has been hurt. Um, It's been a while since he's been able to play a full season, which I don't personally like. And I'm sure I speak for everybody when I say that. Um, We kind of think he's made a glass up here. But (laughs) it's kind of – it's strange because I'm sure you guys saw. I was at the game on Sunday, um, and it was – I know they just had come off a bye, so everybody had gotten their rest and everything. But it was night and day compared to what we saw two weeks ago in Tennessee. So it's just – this is the time of year, though, where they kind of get their act together and they run the table throughout the end of the season into the playoffs. But 
I the first half of the season was just very strange, and I don't really know if I honestly have any answers for why. I don't think any of us do. It was just uh, weird. Well, and it's funny because we saw um, on Monday Night Football the Titans kind of get manhandled by the Texans, who I think are also, by the way, a force to be reckoned with and should not be uh, discounted as a you know very strong playoff uh, contender or Super Bowl contender. Um, but it, it's interesting because that team who played the Texans last night did not look anything like the team that played the Patriots two weeks ago, um, which goes to show any given Sunday. But it was right. – kind of you know kind of interesting to see I don't think it's a, a knock on the Patriots it just was kind of interesting to see it's funny when you say you guys think Gronk is made of glass it's tr- funny to think of someone quite that large <laughs> made of glass yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's funny you also brought up a point um, that I would love you girls to talk about but try not to fight you talked about <laughs> arguably the greatest of all time. And I think most people would say, yes, Brady is the greatest of all time. But I imagine Megan has something to say That's, about that. It's actually, uh, when Brianna said that, I had a feeling the conversation was going to go this way. But um, it's funny that that gets brought <laughs> up because um, as I'm not sure if either of you or our listeners have seen, but uh, Drew Brees is on the cover of Sports Illustrated that was announced this morning. And I was reading the article prior to us hopping on this pod and there, of course, brought up the conversation of who's the best of all time. And um, it's it's interesting. And I feel like, obviously, as a Saints fan, I feel very strongly about who, in my opinion, is the greatest of all time. But it's an interesting argument when you compare their accolades and their successes. Um, it is hard to argue Tom Brady's success, all his Super Bowls all his victories and just who he is as a person and a player. And Drew Brees also has his different caliber and what he brings to the table. Um, And I really, I really enjoy seeing people go back and forth. Um, I'm not someone when I have this conversation go deep into statistics and, you know, passing yards and this and that, but I really, in my opinion, think they're both incredible players and it's an argument to be made and, I feel like there's no right answer depending on who you ask. <laughs> I think that's probably true. And there, and maybe there is, maybe there are two greatest of all times. Maybe there are three greatest of all times to throw Joe Montana into the mix. I mean, there, it's an interesting thing in today's world of sports and athletics. It's interesting. There may be multiples who are the greatest of all times. Um, and I'm sure are the greatest <laughs> of all time. Um, Sure, there are many people who will argue with me on that and at me and not be happy I said that. But we live in a kind of different world of sports, and it is changing. Though, Brianna, I know what your feeling is on this conversation. I'm pretty sure everybody who follows Fangirl Sports Network knows my (laughs) opinion on this. Um, I obviously think Brady is the best, and I will agree that without Belichick, I'm not 100% positive that we would be still having the same conversation. But it's been almost two decades worth of just nonstop success and five Super Bowls and MVPs and everything under the sun. Um, And when you look at it, I mean, sure, he's got Gronk and he's had Gronk for the better part of the last 10 years. But again, he's been injured more more often than not. Um, And then you look at everybody else, the only real superstar that... Brady has had to throw to was Randy Moss 
And when you look at that 2007 season, you say, holy cow, how did they not win the Super Bowl? As I say to myself, probably every single day. Um, <laughs> Is that your morning mantra? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just I look in the mirror and I'm like, you know what? The 2007 Patriots didn't win the Super Bowl. You can be better today. Um, <laughs> but that's really the only the only superstar you know, he's had, everybody else has either been undrafted or drafted in the late rounds or, I mean, picked up off of practice squads or whatever. Um, so when you think of the success that the Patriots have had with Brady, considering all of that, it's really hard to say that he's not the best. And I will agree because I love Drew Brees and I always have, I think he's super talented um, and him too, he really hasn't had, aside from right now with Michael Thomas, who is incredible, um, he hasn't really had that many superstars to throw to either. So it's really cool to compare these two guys. Um, I'm more lenient with the argument when it comes to Breeze <laughs> than obviously I am with Rogers, but that's a whole course of a different color. Um, but so when it comes to this, I will definitely sit back and say, okay, you know what? I think Tom Brady is the best, but I could absolutely see why people would say Drew Brees. Because and he's if I can add to that, I, I totally agree. And I think yeah. it is very easy for Brees to be overlooked when you are putting him in the conversation with Tom Brady because of everything you said, because of the five Super Bowls and Belichick and this empire they built, this dynasty. And everyone looks at the Patriots as a dynasty. It's very easy for Brees to um, be overlooked, especially – um, he only has one Super Bowl. He hasn't won an MVP and maybe this will be the year, but who knows? Maybe it's not. Maybe Mahomes or Gurley wins the MVP. And at that point, is he still considered the GOAT? Um, and I think a lot of people, especially for us New Orleans fans and those in the area, also just have a very strong sentimental attachment to him because of everything after Hurricane Katrina and all the um I guess, joy and excitement he helped bring to the city of New Orleans. And I feel like that's why a lot of New Orleans fans really just have this strong attachment to him and think of him as our leader and our hero. Which is understandable. And I think he is. I mean, exactly. he embodies New Orleans, which is so interesting since right. he was not <laughs> drafted by New Orleans. But there is no one that embodies it more. And actually I saw something the other day and someone was talking about, um, um, Philip Rivers, <laughs> who I almost called Rivers Philip, but Philip Rivers, who, uh, that's, like, uh, that doesn't sound right. Uh, but talking about Philip Rivers and saying, will he always a little bit live in the shadow of Drew Brees. And it took me a minute. I was like the shadow of Drew Brees. And I was like, Oh, right, right. Of course. Now. Yeah, of course. But, you know, he is New Orleans. When I think of New Orleans, I do think of Drew Brees, 100%. Um, and I think, you know, he's a hard guy not to root for. And I think that's kind of an interesting difference between him and Brady. I have never understood the vitriol against Tom Brady. Obviously, I went to Michigan. I am a Tom Brady fan. I really, really like Tom Brady. And I think a lot of the vitriol, of course, comes from jealousy. But people don't have that with Drew Brees. They, everybody loves Drew Brees. How do you not love Drew Brees? So... You know, I think that's kind of an interesting thing as well. I'd love to see him win another Super Bowl. Um, I can't root against Tom Brady, and I'm sure 49ers fans will be upset for that. But, I, you know, I'd love to see him win another Super Bowl. And something we've talked about on this podcast a lot in the last couple of weeks is you look at Championship Sunday, which obviously is a ways off, but it looks very much like you're going to have Goff versus Breeze and Mahomes versus Brady 
um, old guard versus new guard. You know, it'd be kind of cool if the old guys pulled it out and dueled it out in the Super Bowl and one of the two of them win it. And I know that's kind of cool. And you can hear the storyline now. Well, Mahomes and Goff have so much time ahead of them. They're going to win so many championships for their team, blah, blah, blah. But I think that's kind of an, you know, it'll be an interesting story to see. Um, and wouldn't it be something? And, you know, Breeze and Brady played each other in college. And uh, I believe Brady won that battle. In fact, I know Brady won that battle. Um, but... I think I went to that college, um, but um, I don't know. I think it's it's kind of a fun storyline, um, you know, coming up. Obviously, we have a ways to go, and anything can happen. But I personally would be very, very surprised if championship championship Sunday is not Ram Saints Chiefs. If if that's the case, though, if Super Bowl Sunday for however it happens turns out to be Brady and Breeze. That's got to be like the highest average age of two <laughs> quarterbacks in the game. That's like 90 years old right there combined. <laughs> well, is it Breeze, Breeze 41? How old is Breeze, Megan? <laughs> okay, so it's, it's 80. It okay, so 80. 80 whatever. <laughs> so the idea of it being 90 is kind of amazing, but it is 80 years. I mean, that's pretty – that is – I imagine, Brianna, that you are correct. Um, and then I – yeah, it has to. Be. If it's Goff and Mahomes, is it the is the average age between them the youngest between two quarterbacks? Right. It'll be that's kind of a you know be a fun thing to see. Brianna, do the Chiefs scare you? I know that the Patriots beat them in a really exciting game, but do they scare you? Um, so they did. Um, that Sunday night game, I was very nervous going into that just because of how high flying their offense is. Um, but then I also look at the Patriots for that game and there was no Gronk. Um, Edelman was nursing an ankle injury. He wasn't a hundred percent. Josh Gordon has just gotten integrated into the system. So, which really isn't an excuse, but like it takes a long time to learn a new offense. Absolutely. Um, and the defense, I don't know when the heck that's going to get figured out, but that was my biggest concern. The only thing is the chiefs are, their offense scares me, no question about it. But their defense, I feel like you can pick out the holes fairly easily there, especially in the secondary. Um, and as much as I like Patrick Mahomes, I think he's just like a ticking time bomb. Like there's going to be one game where he just makes a lot of mistakes and it's going to get to him mentally and it's just not going to be the same. And I don't know if that's sooner rather than later, but they've. I looked it up yesterday. They have a tough schedule ahead of them to finish out the season as well. Um, cause I was kind of figuring out the playoff picture in the AFC and, um, they've got two, I believe it's two primetime games back to back. So that's not easy. Um, and I don't know all, the, all we need them to do is lose one more game because we own the tiebreaker because we beat them. So they just need to lose one more game. And I would like it if it came against the Seahawks in that primetime game, um, because, the Seahawks are also battling for a playoff position, so it's going to be a lot of implications in that game. And I think um, just one. I'm just asking for one. One loss. That's it. The Patriots can win it out um, as long as they're able to beat the Vikings this coming Sunday, which is the game that sticks out for me the most on their schedule, um, even though we do play the Steelers and we have to go down to Miami for which, whatever reason, we can't play there. I don't understand why. Maybe it's the humidity. I don't know. They're not. But... <laughs> yeah, but I think if it came down to Patriots and Chiefs in a championship game, I think 
it'll be high scoring like it was a few weeks well, ago, we but some I of those don't necessarily think I'm afraid that they'll lose. Um, I would just like to – oh, no, I was just going to say uh, I do not want the Chiefs to lose <laughs> the Seahawks because I never want anyone to lose the Seahawks. I, I know. I'm on that one, <laughs> but that's just neither here nor there. I just had to throw that in there because you said Seahawks. And it's like well, a, you and I had like this too when reaction. I said that the other day when I was excited that the Seahawks Megan, and the Panthers. I know you felt some type of way about that. <laughs> I, I, this is not my favorite tweet, Megan. This is not my favorite tweet I ever saw. <laughs> uh, Megan, but go ahead. You were going to say oh, something. No, I was just saying to Brianna's point, and we saw that um, <laughs> those flaws with the Chiefs in their defense against the Rams, which, I mean, that game was something else. But, um, you know, you have two high octane offenses, but their defense, especially the Chiefs, I mean, it was high scoring because you were giving up a lot of points. And I think that is where that could come to light if it be, was a Patriots Chiefs um, playoff picture. Um, they are scary and go ahead. I was gonna say they're scary. And, and even if it came side. down to Saints chiefs, oh, go ahead, in the Meg, Super Bowl, you know, if we were fortunate enough to make it there and that's who we played against. Um, I've had this conversation with a few other people. It, it's scary to play the chiefs, but they definitely, they're young. Um, at least Drew Brees has only been there once, but he's been there before. Mahomes is, he's young. And sometimes that, that shows, especially on the big stage and, um, their defense definitely, it just has not been up to par. Um, they're just giving up a lot of points. And then your point on Mahomes actually leads up to what I was going to say. Um, in crunch time in that game against the Rams, the last two minutes where they were trying to mount that comeback, mm-hmm. um, you saw him make a lot of mistakes and he had five turnovers in the game. Not all of them were his fault, but the two late interceptions were just poor reads, and that's something I feel like can be credited to the fact that he's only a basic. This is basically his first full year as a starter. He only started for the last quarter of the season last year, um, but those those late mistakes in a time where you can't make mistakes if you're trying to win a football game that's kind of where it's his inexperience shows. And I think that's something that'll be able to get picked on a little bit. Um, And this is also something I thought of when you were saying um, Drew Brees has been able to do it before. Drew Brees at the Superdome is a terrifying, terrifying combination because it's so loud there and he plays so well in the domes. The only reason I would be afraid of Mahomes is if it's at Arrowhead. If for whatever reason the Patriots can't secure that number one seed and we have to travel to Arrowhead, that would be the real concern for me because of how loud it is there, how cold it is there. But other than that, if I mean, if the game's at Gillette, I don't think I have really any of a concern. And Megan, I would feel the same way, and you can obviously speak to this, but I, if I were you, I'd feel the same way as if the Rams were playing you know, New Orleans in New Orleans. I would right to me and, that game goes um, to the Saints. No, that question. home field advantage, which I got to experience for the first time the other week, is incredible. And like you said, and everyone knows, and it, you can hear it on the broadcast. It is loud in there, especially on those big games that really—I mean, it's loud all the time. But especially for those big games that matter, that home field advantage really, um, really steps up and really helps out the team. And um, I do want to put on the record. No discredit to Mahomes. I know Hong's probably going to have something to say about this, but (laughs) 
he's an incredible player and he has such a long career ahead of him. But when we're looking at these four teams and looking at the playoff picture, I think there is just some inexperience there, which could potentially harm them. Well, and it's interesting because Brady won his first Super Bowl, obviously very early mm-hmm. in his career, but he had, and Holmes had Alex Smith to learn from. And I know that they credits him for so much of that, but what he doesn't have, um, what Brady did have is Brady had Drew Bledsoe on his team to learn from while he was playing in a Super Bowl and Mahomes does right. not. And I think that that, I would imagine that was invaluable for Brady to have Bledsoe there as a part okay. of the team, you know, at the time. Um, Megan, I think when you looked at that Rams Chiefs game and you see how many points that Rams defense gave up, does that make you feel more comfortable? Cause you know, I think the saints top to bottom are probably a more complete team as good as that Rams defense is as much talent I as agree. there is and at home, a lot of points too. they gave up on Monday. Night um, it does. I mean, when we went into our game against them, at home in New Orleans, I was really nervous. I mean, we were both unstoppable at that point. And it was a complete route. <laughs> so after that, I, I felt better. And even watching that game and watching two teams that we potentially and likely will be playing down the road, um, it did make me it did make me feel a little bit better. So um, we've been doing something every week here, um, and Steph is not here this week, but we've been every week essentially predicting who we think is who the Super Bowl champion is going to be um, based on what's happened the week before. You know, we're getting closer and closer. I'm pretty sure I know who each of you think uh, your Super Bowl champion is going to be, but who do you think, I'll start with Brianna, who do you think the Patriots will be playing in Atlanta? Um, I honestly think it's going to be the battle of the old guys. And I think it's going to be the saints. Um, for whatever reason, I just don't feel like the Rams are going to be able to stop them. Especially if it comes down to the wire. Drew Brees is like, I know we call Tom Brady captain clutch, but Drew Brees is right there too. So I, I think it's going to be Pat saints. Um, I don't have a final score prediction because that's <laughs> my final score predictions all season, by the way. I don't know if you guys have noticed in my lives has been wrong every single week. Um, so I'm not even going to go there with this because I feel it's too important to even be wrong about. Um, but those are the two teams <laughs> that I think are going to be playing in the Super Bowl, provided everything goes the way. Rihanna, my final scores in the first year of Fangirl when it was just Fortnite's Fangirl were off so off every week I stopped doing it. I haven't done a final score since 2015 because my they were so far off. <laughs> like it's like I don't understand. Like the old, this past Sunday was the closest I've ever gotten, and I was only off by the Patriots needed to score one more touchdown, and I would have been perfect. That's that's impressive but though. Eleven weeks of wrongness so I mean I guess consistency is great and all but it's not the good kind of consistency and Megan I will ask you like Brianna and I probably need to plan a trip to Atlanta in February because um as I as great as the Chiefs are and as much potential as they have man the Pats always find a way to get themselves to the Super Bowl and I definitely think it's going to be a a Saints Patriots uh, Super Bowl in Atlanta in February And 
I hate to ask you both <laughs> this, but who, taking the hometown love aside, who do you think wins that Super Bowl? Oh, goodness. Well, let's say right. you've got two of the best quarterbacks ever. You've got two teams who have a shaky defense. Um, each has one lethal offensive weapon in Michael Thomas and Rob Gronkowski. That's tough. I don't – the only reason why I give the edge to the Saints is because the running backs. And I think even then it's like a very slight advantage because Sony Michelle the other day was going nuts. And that's coming off of an injury. So I don't know. I hope I'm wrong. Obviously, I hope I'm wrong. Um, and I hope <laughs> all of the people who follow me and are listening to this don't get mad at me and blow up my mentions because I'm trying to be as unbiased as I possibly can here. Um, but yeah, that's that's my opinion right now. It's subject to change. But for right now, I'm going to go. I actually the think the Saints also have a slightly better defense. Slightly. I'm not saying. I'm tr- yeah, better, I'm trying to think it's a slightly take better myself defense. Megan, my what are your feelings out of the situation and look at the facts and. I, I can't do it. <laughs> I have to go with the Saints. And even just, you know, to Brianna's point of uh, our running backs and Ingram and Kamara and um, vice versa, as far as Sony Michelle and our defense, we do have a very strong defensive line and uh, pass rushers. And I, I, I have to go with my team. I, I, there's no other way, right? Isn't that what fan relation is about? I mean, <laughs> you just have to go with your team. <laughs> I, I, I kind of think in your case I actually think I would if I had to make a choice I would maybe say your team as well um even though it would be hard to root against I'm not be rooting against Tom Brady but I actually I'd have a hard time in that Super Bowl to be honest because I don't think I could root, really root against either of those quarterbacks um and I would love to see Drew Brees win one more but there's a part of me that thinks this We're just Brady's here for last good season. I'd hate to see him go out on a loss. So, um, yeah, you know, luckily, we're just here for good football. And you know, no matter how I feel about it, it probably isn't going to make much of a difference in the game, as has been shown the last several years of the 49ers. So, therefore, um, I don't think uh, I don't think that is that. So, well, ladies, this was awesome. Um, I'm glad that we got to talk about this. And um, I'm glad we were able to have you guys on. Let's uh, see where we are. We're probably going to have to have you girls back uh, in January. And it sounds like it may be in early February. Thank you. Um, Thank you for joining me, ladies. Thanks for having us. This was a lot of fun. All right, everybody. Have a great day. Bye.